Happy New Year. It's a new year. It's a new day. Oh, happy day. Um, so, it's 11.39. A lot going on this morning. Amen. A lot of good stuff. The, the Spirit of God's moving through worship, through the altar, through the Word, through the uh, prophetic Word that was given. That was my mother, by the way. Um, you see where I get it, I guess. Or, or you don't. <laughs> um, so, every uh, end of the year, I take the week off for a couple reasons. One, because I have a week left, so I just take the week off. But also, really, to kind of get my focus for the next year. This year's been a rough year uh, for the church, just in certain areas, not in every area. God's still moving. God's still here. But we have really taken some hits this year. And um, as the pastor and leadership, just take it very personally and, and uh, really struggle. It's good to struggle with the Lord. That's not a negative thing. Uh, Jacob struggled with the Lord all night. Um, and just the last week, just praying. And yesterday, uh, again, the Lord speaks to me a lot when I'm running. And I'm running yesterday, and I just decided to just go on a big, long run. I ran eight miles and the Lord really started speaking to me. And I have a tendency of wanting to just do a hundred things right out the bat. Let's just change everything. Let's just do everything different. And if you look at my personality, um, we did a personality test uh, as a church one year. And I'm the type that is ready, fire, aim. So... And I'm married to one that's ready, aim, 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 aim. And where my gifting is, is she's going aim, and I sneak up on her and I go, bam, fire. She's like, why'd you do that? Like, I don't know, it's what I do. So I'm ready, fire, aim, and we clean up the mess afterwards. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. It's not a bad thing. It is how God made me. Uh, but I came in all excited, came to Elizabeth, which I should have known better, said, I got this idea. And I knew what was coming. The Lord had already prepared me for what was coming, but I couldn't take it. I don't like that idea at all. Oh, that hurts. She didn't say it quite like that. She just didn't like the packaging. She liked the heart behind it, but didn't like the packaging of it, which is me. I'm not the packaging, but anyway, whatever. But the Lord was really speaking to me and has been speaking to me through a book that me and a few of the leadership's reading about really what is, what is church? What's the purpose of church? As I've been trying, seeking the Lord over this last year, I feel like the Lord is saying, Paul, what's the church? Why are you here? Why is the church here? What is the God's desire for the church? Pastor Justin mentioned on the announcements, starting next week, today's the 6th, Sunday the 13th, I'm going to ask you all, as we did back in, I think it was October, that we fast for the week, again, for the church. It's our first of the year, giving the Lord our first fruits. I wanted to do it the first week, but due to schedule conflicts, uh, Jennifer and Cody can't be here next week, and I want them to be here, a part of that worship service. So we're going we're gonna to have the 
prayer service on the 20th, but on the 13th, I'm going to ask you all to fast something and be praying for the church. And what I'm, I don't mean the finances, and I don't not necessarily not mean the finances, I mean the church. So what I want to ask you over this week is for you to get in the Word and seek what God's view and what God's desire of the church is. I think it's different than the way that we look at it. We all, we all get out your, uh, grab the little buckets and grab your communion element. We're going to take communion right now. And this is one of the ideas God gave me yesterday. Is as I was running and the Lord was sharing, showing me the heart of the, what the church is. I'm going to give you a couple points that I believe is the point of church. And then I want, I want to ask you if you would consider to commit to look this up yourself. What's the point of the church? And I'm just going to give you about four just bullet points. I'm not going to show you scripture because I've got something else prepared for my sermon this morning. I had something else prepared. And then everything else happened this morning. So I don't have good, good PowerPoints for you. It was funny when my mom said, hey, everybody turn their Bibles. And they're like, everybody's like, what's a Bible? Yeah. It's just a different day. I still have access to a Bible. It's right here. I also have my Bible. I'll show you what one looks like. Hey. Yeah. Now, y'all have all grabbed your um, communion element. Will you toss me one? Thank you. And immediately, I'd say that there are probably a handful in here. It's like, oh, no, not those dumb things again. They taste terrible. I hate it. I want to go back to the old stuff. As we are looking into Scripture as to the point of the church, this little thing right here is not the issue. This is not your issue. The chairs you're sitting in, the songs we're singing, the volume of the church, the clothes that I'm wearing. I was just waiting for my wife to tell me this morning, tuck your shirt in. You didn't. What happens is we allow religious stuff to throw us completely off the rails. And this is one of them. Even if we went back to the little chiclets in the bowls that we pass you and the grape juice, that's not scriptural any more than this thing is. They drank wine, broke bread, and ate meals. If I were to serve y'all wine, no telling what would happen. I got one little woo over there. All right. So right off, what I, one thing that, that I said that the Lord had shared with me is that, so I want to give you four or five major pillars of the church real quick. First one is prayer. The Lord said he wanted his house to be a house of prayer. Can everybody say amen? Communion. Communion is a major pillar of the church. So Sunday, first Sundays of every month, I want it to be Communion Sunday. And I want us to talk about some big points about Communion Sunday because you're gonna, we're going to look real quick. I'm going to try to be so quick and already I'm blabbering. Communion is a gut check. Communion is a time to be able to ask yourself, am I really following Christ? It's not just renewing the covenant. It's saying, am I really following Christ? Every now and then, I need, I couldn't even tell you what our vows are, but I need to go back to the vows of my marriage to make sure I am walking through those. 
What are my vows? What have I committed to? And am I doing it? Literally, am I really a Christian? Communion is about saying, would you please look at your heart because I have given you everything. But are you really following me? We're going to look at that here in just a second. Third thing is fellowship. Fellowship is a major function of the church. You need to be in fellowship with one another. Confess your sins one to another. And he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Your life is not to be alone. Worship. One of the points of coming into the assembly is for us to be able to worship together. When we worship together, what happened at the altar happens. That doesn't typically happen at home on your own in your car. That happens because of the power that happens between more than one gathering together. There is power that happens when two or more gather. When two or more gather in my name, I'm there. And then finally, discipleship. Those are just five big points Five big points. And then there are external things that need to happen within the church, and there's two things. Widows and orphans. Orphans. If you will look in Scripture, God says, this is really all I need you to be doing is taking care of the widows and orphans. And then finally, and this is more personally, this is more of your own personal walk, but I'm going to include it, is feeding and clothing and helping. Our external work is widows and orphans, and feeding, and clothing, and helping. So what I ask you over this next week, before we start our fast, is double-check that. Go in to find out, God, what is really the heart, supposed to be the heart of the church? Because if we get that part right, God's going to make everything else meet, everything else be provided for. This Sunday was supposed to be about productivity and about living your life not in the ditch but still on the road, and it was all about you bearing fruit. The purpose of your salvation, I'm going to show you next week, is for you to bear fruit. Well, if the church is to bear fruit, we've got to get on the right page of what God intended the church to be. So starting next week, we're going to be fasting and praying and then have a prayer service the next week just for the church and for the God's heart toward our church to set 2019 in that direction. Can we all be on, on board with that? Okay, so if you got your Bibles, if not, open up your iPhones or whatever you've got to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. This is a main function of the church. Do not, we are not going to do this lightly any longer. And I've done it my whole life. Not really giving it a lot of thought. Um, Liz, I'm going to really just throw you a curveball. I, I want you to go back to verse 17. All right. Father God, I ask you to speak to us, Holy Spirit, to speak to us right now. We just open up our hearts to you. 
We just surrender to your word, to your spirit, to your body. Lord, I just ask that you would just speak to us and that the deaf ears would hear, that the hard hearts would be softened, that God, that what, even though we've come in here with a lot of things that are trying to hinder this, that Lord, those things be broke down and that we hear your word right now and hear it in truth. Now, in giving these instructions, I do not praise you. Since you come together, not for the better, but for the worse. First of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. And in part, I believe it. Now, let me back up and just say that the title above this, above verse 17, says, Conduct at the Lord's Supper. This is just, this is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. Verse 19, for there must also be factions among you that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry and the other is drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in, or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you. Verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. Now you've got bread in your hands. I want you to imagine Jesus taking bread and breaking it and handing it to you. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he took the cup after supper saying, and I want you to just consider the cup that's in your hand. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup in the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But now this is how we do it correctly. Now, he just said, if you take this wrongly, you're going to pay some, a price for this. But here's the instruction. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks of the cup in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment, and the rest I will set in order when I come. So this morning, I'm not going to go into any details or, or, or a topic of things that maybe we should consider that we are not doing, but to take a moment to examine yourself. So what I would want to ask you to do is not to examine yourself with the things that you don't like that are going on in your life, but to examine yourself according to God's word, where you would know in your heart no, I know God says to do this and I'm not doing that. No, I know that God said for me to go in this direction and I'm not. I know that God's word says X, Y, or Z. What we're looking for is for, for God's correction. It says that he will chasten us so that we won't be condemned by the world. It is for our protection. It is for a wake-up call to be able to say, when I'm struggling with my marriage, I can come back to those vows that I made to her and say, am I really fulfilling those? Because no, I'm really not. Now, if I will fulfill those, I think that my marriage will go better. God's saying that if you will look at your heart, measure it up with the word, 
try your best to come clean of what you've messed up with and turn and start to follow those that pathway that the Word of God has given. Then we renew that covenant. I turn my heart and start following Christ again. And then all the blessings of me following Christ shall follow me all the days of my life. This moment is for you to look at your heart and say, where am I off? And to say in your heart, am I really following Christ? What this is doing is realigning yourself to say, God, I really do love you because the word of God says, those that love me, obey me. And I am in disobedience. This moment is to show my disobedience for me to correct it and get back in line. It says, if we will just judge ourselves, we won't be judged. I hate it when people judge me. But do you know the judgment that comes at me, I believe, falls on my own shoulders? Scripture says, if I will judge myself, I won't be judged. So when judgment lands on me, that's a wake-up call to say something's off between me and God. Can anyone see that? This is a correction time. That's the whole point of next week and the fasting and for the church. But this is the first Sunday of the year for you to come clean, start to turn your life back to the Lord, and expect His blessings to follow. You want to know why my 2019 is going to be better? Because I'm going to do my best... I'm going to fall down. I'm going to get up. I'm going to fall down. I'm going to get up. I'm going to fall down and get up. But every time I fall down, I'm going to get up. And I'm going to turn back to the Lord. I'm going to still make mistakes. I'm still going to do stuff wrong. But if I will surrender myself to God and keep going, He's going to make my path straight. He's going to make my mess-ups work out. He he has got the best plan for me. This is a new year. For Church on the Hill, this is a new year. It is my heart to get on board with where God is and push through whatever happens. Whatever. One of the prayers that changed my life back 13 years ago is that I prayed the prayer of Jabez, Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep my heart from evil and that your kingdom would come and your will would be done over my life, over my church, over my family, even in spite of me. And I don't mean to spite me. I mean that even with my failures and my idiotic thinking and the stuff that I can carry with me, God, your will be done. This is my heart for this year. The, the vision I believe that we have, that I believe that I have, and every time I've put a vision on the wall, the church is falling apart. <laughs> so I'm not putting it on the wall. I've done it twice. And fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. The point is, no, I'm kidding. I was, that's, a George, that's a George Bush quote. So will you take out your cup? Will you take out your uh, bread? If we can call it bread. By the way, this is just imagery. This is just God saying, I want you to trust me. And do these two things, no, it's not really the blood of Jesus. No, it's not really the body of Christ. But I want you to know that in in spirit, God is able to do supernatural things by us obeying his word.
and taste has nothing to do with it. You don't have to do it the way that I do it, but I like to break mine. I like to have the image of a broken body. But I'm just going to ask you, we're just going to take one minute. I've got two minutes before 12, and we're going to get this done. I'm going to get this right. Take a minute and examine yourself. So I just want to say, this is not enough time. If you're really being honest with yourself, this should be a li- a, literally a lifestyle. And the things that I've got coming into my heart and into my, into my spirit and into my mind is going to take time. And it's going to take effort. But what we're doing is we're just acknowledging, God, I recognize. But today I turn and I remember what it is that you've done for me. And what decision I made for you. And it's to follow you. My decision is to follow you, Christ. Follow your word. Follow your spirit. Follow your body. Lord, I just, let's just pray together. Lord, I just ask you to forgive me of my sins. And Father, the things that I, as, as I examine myself and things that come into my heart, Lord, I just ask you to help me to turn. Put the right people around me to be accountable. Lord, don't let me hide from it. But Lord, let me get free of it. Father, I ask for true breakthrough, not to play some religious game. But Lord, get real with you. And let, I just ask right now that you help, help us as Church on the Hill to get real. And to be the church that you've called us to be. Just thank you, Lord, for freeing me of my sin. Cleansing me of all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. Now, before you take it, I just want to ask, if you don't know Jesus right now where you sit, make a commitment to him right now. Jesus Christ died a bloody death for you to set you free, to establish you, to write your name in the Lamb's book of life so that when this life here on earth ends, your life doesn't end. It's really just beginning. Give your heart to Jesus right now, and then you can take your first communion. What an incredible day to have, January 6th, 2019, the first Sunday of the year, to take your first communion and to walk out of here clean, to walk out of here free, and to walk out of here with hope. Lord, we remember your broken body, and we remember the blood of Jesus that cleanses us of all unrighteousness. Amen. Let's take our stuff. I don't know about you, but when I ask y'all to examine yourself, I felt the Spirit of God in here. This is a new year. Y'all stand up with me. Let me bless you. Um, Wednesday night, ham? Ham, green beans, corn casserole, cabbage. A lot of y'all are like, yeah, cabbage. I love cabbage. Hey, can I encourage you? Come on Wednesday nights. Come and eat with us. Come fellowship with us. We have little small groups. It's very chill. Um, be, a part, be a part of what we're doing. Church is not about just Sunday morning. It's about serving. It's about giving. It's about loving. It's about getting to know each other. Getting to know you. 
all about you. Father, in Jesus' name, I just speak blessing over this church body. Lord, that this year be a great year, a year of breakthrough, a year of restoration. Lord, a year of being honest with ourselves and getting truth put into our hearts and us following your word. Father, I thank you that this is a year of favor. It's a year of increase. It's a year of growth. And Lord, it's a year of fruit that, Lord, I know that when I plant myself into you, I can't keep from bearing fruit. And the fruit that you bear through that, through that root lasts. It doesn't wither. It doesn't die too soon. It's a fruit that lasts. I thank you for that, Father, and I just ask you to bless every family. We ask for breakthrough over every family, God, and we just ask for jobs, for um, uh, just favor. I'm just going to be done. Lord, bless our year in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. God bless you. Have a great year. Have a great day. Get out there and have some snacks with us and hang out with us. God bless you.